so you're supposed to play it like a video. Thanks for going live during that. So <laughs> I know I can count on you. Pay no attention to the wizard behind the curtain. So the digital curtain. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This super fun. Super excited. So what are we doing? Somebody talk. Well, I can keep uh, talking. I can do well, all. No, you have I'm to good focus on on getting that working. I'm good. Hey, I'm good. You're good. Well then, share it's it. good enough. It'll share it'll it. work. Good as a strong word. Do the thing. So so we're doing this. That's it. Yeah. We're, we're doing it live. So. Doing it live. That's how uh, we usually hold on. do it. Once. Yeah, fuck it. We're talking about villains. Oh, so we have a. We made it 45 seconds. All right. <laughs> All right. A, a selection of some of our villains. What is it doing? Is it flickering like <laughs> that for oh everybody else? Oh my god! Yeah. Like... Strobe light. It's a party. It's a party tier list. <laughs> All right. Um, Let's try that again, shall that's we? Let's not. Okay. Perfect. Thank. Thank you everybody involved so today today kids you know how you know how sesame street does like a letter of the day so my my mantra for today is i hate the internet which is ironic i get i totally understand but i did the exact same thing the second time and it works because you know it so i hate the internet today let's continue okay we've got villains which one's the ones that you picked for us today yeah so um Mostly thanks to Lost in Time, right? He 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 crowdsourced our, our villains list, but I kind of slimmed down and cherry picked some that were more iconic and then, you know, weren't eight variations of Nemesis. Um, so I sort of did them in a timeline here, but then I realized afterwards, like I screwed up Nicodemus's placement. He should have been like much earlier, right? But uh, turns out most of the villains that kind of came to mind were the early ones, right? Um, the mm -hmm. other thing I wanted to do was like not necessarily do antagonistic, like antagonists versus villains, right? So like I didn't include like Mab and Leah and Hell right. Murphy, you know, and, and I shit noticed like that, that. Some people talking about villains, like 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 the Lugaru is was that a villain? He was certainly right. a monster antagonist, but I wouldn't have called him a villain. Like something right. that like, if Nicodemus is the prime villain in some way, it's because he's conspiratorial. He's working against them. Is right. Macrona so, villain them? I wouldn't consider I, I put him as a villain though, because I mean that's that's the role he fills, you know. It, and that's a fair that's a fair thing because I didn't include Lara, right? Because Lara is sort of an antagonist, but not necessarily a villain. Um, mm -hmm. for some books she would have been, like, you know, Blood Rights easily she would have been, you know, kind of a villain in that. Kind um, of, yeah. So maybe Similar maybe yeah. But uh, I mean, Marcone is a coin bearer now, and he's he's certainly gone out of his way to take the evilest road possible, with one exception. Marcone, in my mind, is definitely lawful evil. He has no qualms about what he is and what he does, but he doesn't hurt children. <laughs> That's lawful evil. So, you know, whatever. But uh, like, I could understand the argument, but this and is what we you will argue. shoot from the hip. Yeah. So. And and I mean some of these like like come on why are they even on the same tier list so we got Enya over here I'm not gonna pronounce it the way that Marsters does since we know better now so we got Enya over here right all the way down to fucking you know Victor sells Shadow Man like right but context is important and I want to talk I about think we Victor should have, have the, I like him 
So I think we should just have all villains slash antagonists. That would make for more interesting discussion and more episodes. All <laughs> everything's content. Well, well we, can, we have... can break it into chunks, right? So yeah. we'll get these ten out of the way. Maybe they're not even the top ten. Some, Maybe I forgot some somebody more. obvious. Yell at me in the chat and pay me two dollars and let's talk about it. So <laughs> two dollars. Well, this, this one doesn't count. Yeah. Discord. Yeah. Fifty dollars on Patreon. Join us in Discord. Yell at us, and we'll take your yeah, comments. Because they can yell at us for free on YouTube, and that's not as much fun. Unless you're Cody and you don't like our rankings, in which case, you know, it sucks to be Cody. Right. <laughs> so um, I'm not going to go through like every individual artist, but you can probably recognize some of the art there too. I think that's worth saying. Um, a fair bit of this shows up from the Dresden Files wiki or Jim Butcher's site directly. So you know, like that's an Enya cosplayer, for example. So. You know, credit where it's due. Uh, the corpse taker image is like a, a fan contribution for the 20 years of Dresden celebration thing. Um, so, you know, just be aware of that too. I didn't do anything special here. Uh, we just grabbed the art and put some names on it. But uh, Cal, you know, just a ring wraith. Yeah, right. <laughs> that w so Cal and Nemesis were two that I was like, uh, which image do we go with here? And so like the Nemesis one was like a TV tropes like outsiders, uh, you know, placeholder image they had. And then, yeah, Cowl is, I mean, it's not a ring wraith, but you could be forgiven for thinking so, which is kind of what, you know, Cal's description was the first time we saw him, right? You know, so when he shows up and says, Oh, we forgot the most important book. villain of all. Which one? Oh, we got to get him on later. Butters. That's the S tier. Doth Bathrope? So, Cowl? Cowl. No, what's his name? Uh, oh, do I remember the the guy who who basically they put they the whole coven like put a minor headache on someone. They they are that weak. That's undressed and talking about off. from day off. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. And isn't yeah. he? Doesn't he call him Darth Bathrobe or something? I thought <laughs> he. I thought that was Cal. His yeah, nickname for Cal sure because yeah, the kids like they all showed up with like Death Eater tattoos and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, so how are we um, ranking them anyway? Or is like the ones who are the scariest, the ones who are just fun? However, or... we freaking feel like how, it. How okay. we feel like, it's all, like we're going to talk <laughs> about it, right? And see where we feel. I like mean, there's a lot of nuance to it. Yeah, because yeah, what, what are you going to do? You're going to do power level. So we got, okay, well, that was easy. And Nicodemus is probably over here somewhere. You know, like what, what are you going to do, right? So, um, but uh, clean that up the easy way. Um, uh, yeah, Victor sells F minus, like, you know, he, he was Dresden's level one, if if even that, you know, like it may be a little bit higher because, you know, Dresden was already flinging fireballs, right? But it's like, I, I like including Victor sells because like, I feel like the one liners were still there, you know, the whole Victor shadow man and he's all spooky. And then Dresden like slaps his simulacrum and he's like, how did you do that? I went to school, you know, so you just... <laughs> He he should be on a list of villains. I think he's but... I think he's a pretty low tier villain. Right. He's not that interesting. There's not a, there's not a lot of you know complexity to him. I think the more complex the villain, often the more the higher the tier it goes on for me. And right. he's just you know he's he's pretty one note, and he's not very strong. And, he and he's just he's just the the break the first the first villain. Oh, see what we should have done. Speaking of those terms, we should have totally put in. Um, What's his nuts from Ghost Story? So, Bravo. The, no, no, what? The, uh, the kid, oh. 
Yes, Aristides. Yeah. Thank you. Aristides. Yeah, He's way more. He and Victor Sells are like. Yeah. On the same level, interchangeably yeah, unnecessary. Like, yeah, and he's he's well, way I, more interesting than Witcher Sells as well in terms of really. It, it, yeah, I think I think that we get more nuance by that point by Jim because he's a better author than we get from Victor Sells. He's actually a more, you know, we get to see the flaws in that character more, which I think is more interesting. Okay. I mean, and if we were going to go in with the... He's probably a beat here, but, you know, he's more interesting than Victor Sells. Right. And if we're going to go in with the people affected by Nemesis, then maybe Victor Sells shouldn't have rated the list in the first place because, you know, Nemesis and that... So Victor Sells, that's where he got, you know, put on his dark path and then the Hex and Wolf belts, you know. So that, that was Cowl and them too. And then you've got Bianca and she's... Yeah, whatever. So nuance right it's there's a lot of nuance to this but so anyway Victor goes in the d tier because that's where stormfront went anyway <laughs> is that how we're doing it whatever the bush was that's I where they he's go. Lord, it's an argument right that he's like he's he is one of the least interesting e or f tier i don't know e is i'm not used to seeing f on the e or e on the tier list he but. summoned a toad demon kids he wrecked harry's apartment for the first time, you know, like I mean, he got him out naked in the street. That was, that was kind of Bob's fault. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So are we not arguing with that? We're just going with I, it, okay? He's I mean, I, he's I a, he's the lowest level villain in the series. I was going to say I have absolutely like, no investment in where we put Victor Sells as long as it's as he, you, people care here, so little. So. We don't even want to argue. That's why he is F tier. Right. I mean, I I'd almost go that low because it's like. He he is a speed bump on the way to Harry's greatness, right? You know, it's just like that. That's what we got. Because speaking of speed bumps, Justin Demorn, I think, is more compelling than Victor Sells, but he's still, oh, yeah. he's you know, he's the instigator in a lot of ways. He's not really important, but you know, like he's uh, you know, he was Harry's mentor slash betrayer. He was a presumably badass warden, you know. Um, there's much okay. more in- interesting things about uh, Justin. He's there's more, you know, there's more character to him. And he's a, he's a better villain by miles than than Victor. Well, he's he's got more impact on the story. I think he's I think he's like C. Yeah, C I was B. thinking somewhere mm-hmm. around there. You know, maybe as high as B, but you know, like he's he's. Okay. I mean, he's a launching point. He keeps coming back, even though he's dead. That's super weird. I think we're right? still going to find out more stuff about him. Like, people still talk about this. Is Justin Dumont dead? Right. Yeah, well, still... well, people talk about a lot of weird yeah, shit. We sometimes, can't, we can't but... go by that because otherwise yeah. everyone's S tier. It means people are going to think, like, people, people care about that plot element like, and that character. Well, people care about butters. People can be wrong. <laughs> of course, people care about Let's butters. Let's not he's start one, down that. He's one of the best so. characters. Yeah, we'll do the EG people EG hates tier list next. You know, like butters mm-hmm. villain S tier. You know, so is there a tier higher than S? S plus plus. That's where F goes on top. Or fuck this guy. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we'll do an inverted tier list for who do we hate the most. So. 
So, Marcone, villain, no, yes, I say I yes. He, he's, I mean, if, we're go, if we're going to include him, then fine. Uh, as long as we also include some of the others, like Leah later on, I'm fine with it. And I think they belong on the same list. And he's S tier. Well, yeah, I mean, so the fairy thing, like, is complicated because, I mean, it, it it's perspectives, right? Like, first of all, Leah, Leah's an antagonist for Harry, but she's absolutely not a villain for him necessarily, be, at least not from her own perspective. Then we can go all the way back to like our old morality episodes where it's like fairies aren't moral creatures, they're forces of nature. So she's not evil, she's a force of nature. Like, are tornadoes evil? Are thunderstorms evil? You know, like, it, that's kind of where we wind up with those things, right? So I kind of wanted to sidestep some of that and go with more of the clear-cut stuff. Mark is it's just clear-cut, though. He's like, he's kind of like Lara as well, right? They're not... Yeah, but Marcone hurts people for money, and he's okay with that, and he manipulates and steals and cheats and picks up a coin because he needs the power to do things. He's, his, he's a bad His guy. only thing... Yeah, and his only thing is like he doesn't hurt kids. Like he does but, also uh, well, make it less of a, a splash damage effect of the crime world that is already going to be there. Okay, so it's okay if I do evil things as long as I minimize the collateral damage. Is that what we're saying? I mean, yes. if, I'm, if I'm now evil you... in a forest and there's no children around to get hurt, am I still evil? Listen, now you're just you keep getting, getting closer, all the kids. Closer, closer. Which is... Hit them kids. Go full. Yeah. So EG's like, F them kids. That's fine. Absolutely. We're quickly rushing into the trolley problem, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, because because what, now keep in mind, whatever arguments you're going to make for Marcone are going to somewhat apply on Nicodemus as well. And I for think sure. we generally understand that Nicodemus is absolutely evil. But again, a lawful evil type where maybe in Nicodemus's head, now this is my headcanon, it's not necessarily established, but Nicodemus is doing all these evil, terrible things for the greater good, you know? So does that make him a good guy? Nicodemus' no. method requires making more of that splash damage. That's okay. why in Death Mass they were making the plague in order to create a bunch of death and fear. He had to make more of this thing that Marcone is specifically trying not to. They're doing, they, they understand the same methods, but they're going in different directions on it. Marcone's trying to minimize it, and Nicodemus is trying to increase it. Well, yeah, because but also, that's Nicodemus' endgame, but, but, I mean, I think, I think there's at least three clear sections where I can figure this out, right? You've got good guys that sometimes do bad things or you know there's collateral damage or something i think harry is very squarely there you could maybe have your gray heroes right where you've got goodman gray because you know that wasn't obvious enough for the play but i'm thinking even like batman right like batman is generally a good guy but he's absolutely okay causing property damage and mayhem and things like that to get to his goal so he's not there's a clear distinction between him and like superman and I'm talking like general comics, not the new movie bullshit, right? Which we're going to talk about more next week. Um, but then like Johnny Marcone might be on the, he might be closer towards the good end of the bad guys, but Marcone, absolutely. He does all of the evil law breaking things. He starts with that and then says, okay, now can we not use a nuclear weapon to do it? Whereas Nicodemus is like, nukes are fun. I have three of them. I used one last week, you know, like, so I think Marcone is squarely in the evil third. He's just on, 
you know, sure, great. He's the light side. He's the, like, we'd want him on our team. Obviously, he's a good ally, but that doesn't mean, mean that he's a good guy. It he's just not means. A villain. He is, though. He absolutely is. He would take out Dresden if he didn't need Dresden to fight the battles that Dresden can fight. Like, at the end of the universe, when all the bad guys are dealt with and all the Fae are back in Fairyland and all of this shit, and it's Marcona and Dresden by themselves on an island, they're not going to walk away because they're both good guys. They're not like, oh, man, good job, team. They're absolutely going to fight. And now Marcone has the horsepower to make that stick. I think he's I still a villain. I think they all, I think they all belong on this like all the the villains all the not team dressed and the guys who were antagonistic all belong on the same list. I think Johnny Marcone is definitely one of the more nuanced and com complex characters, and that's what makes right. him an S tier villain slash antagonist. That's why he's so interesting. Sure. I'm not sure I'd go all the way for S. I'd, I'd go for A myself, just because of some of the other ones that we're going to talk about, whether it's power level or nuance, because Nicodemus is still out there, like I said. So, you know, so we've got that. But I think the distinction is, you know, Marcone is very much, cl he's clearly team reality out of this list, right? He's very clearly not working with Nemesis. He's not going to, you know, acquiesce to Cowl and, Corb and Enya and all of those still doesn't mean like if all of those other bigger evils weren't out there, he wouldn't be right. He's, he's the big evil in a little pond. Like, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to blend those metaphors, but like, he's very clearly a bad guy, but he's like bank robber tier, not like genocide tier. Right. Like that's still, I don't think of Marcona as a villain in a similar way that I don't think of Mab as a villain because of all okay. the evil things that Mab and Winter do, it's not, I, I don't know, it's just, I mean, yes, it's the team reality thing if they're all on the same side. Sure. I guess kind of because of the purpose of like, that's not their focus of it is to cause pain. It's just like the ruthlessness of it has to get done. But in the, kind of they exist in the same slot to me, which is not villain and mm -hmm. kind of ally but the scary ally. So yeah, I, I don't think Marconi even belongs on this list. So it's hard to say that he's a great villain when it's just like, I think we've made categorized. The reason Mab gets well, a, a stronger out, I think is because like the fairies, like Justin said, as a force of nature thing, she's got a compulsion on her. Marcone, wa Marcone's got free will. Marcone wants to do this stuff. Marcone happily take, which is why even the Denarians are, more evil because they're working still through free will. They may have something whispering in their ear, but they wanted to pick up the coin. They want to do these things. So Mab is Mab does what she does because it's necessary, right. and she might enjoy it even. But if she didn't have the mantle, she'd be a very different person, or not even a thing anymore. Well, and I mean, you could. This would be a stretch, but I think you could even make the argument that Mab would potentially choose a different way if she felt like there was one right she straight up told molly in cold case what would you have me do instead mm -hmm. like you think i like doing this i mean a little bit but the point is no like <laughs> not as much Mab, as mother winter does but you know yeah to Mab, she she's sees the wickedness and the cruelty as necessity right so again that doesn't let her off the hook because that's not how you judge morality necessarily right you don't judge them by their own intentions otherwise nobody's a villain right 
but you judge them at least partially by impact on the world around them, you know? And Marcone absolutely like, I'm, I'm thinking Marcone in a bubble, right? Not in a gradient, not how he compares to Dresden even necessarily, but if Marcone, if it was the Marcone story, he's having people disappeared because it's good for business. That's bad. Mobsters true. are bad. Not just good for <laughs> business, because those people that he's disappearing are often the ones that are harming others. Maybe they harm so, his own people or going to harm other civilians. Okay, so yeah. it's other okay criminals harming his guys. criminal enterprise. So. Yes, but also his customer base. And if you want to focus it only on business, he's keeping people safe. He's doing the protection racket, but he is protecting people. So that he could get them hooked on drugs and gambling and... But, either hooked on drugs or just the fact that they might be safe. Maybe if people are going to be using drugs regardless, making it safer is probably a good thing. I mean, that's that's fine, but is like is he do we know he's, you know, making sure that people aren't cutting these things with fentanyl? Is he like clean drugging it or is he just I would assume so. I'm a supplier, he's probably, so He's probably I would I wouldn't guess like he's got quality control, but I think if, you know, a whole neighborhood suddenly winds up dead because of fentanyl poisoning, he would take that guy out. Yeah. But again, yeah. those aren't it's he's not necessarily doing it to protect the people. Right, but you were doing it to protect his interests, the people around them, right? So if we are judging him on his surrounding effects, he is trying to minimize the damage, whether out of his own intention or not. Okay, so it's okay if you're a pyro, it's okay if you're evil, as long as you're hurting the right people. Mm -hmm. I've always. It's okay if you're a pyro if you're not hurting people. He's a pyro that is no. hurting people. Yeah, right. So, like, and, and what's the scale here? Like, you know, I'm I'm okay being a pyro if I've got a bonfire, but am I okay being a, a pyro if I burn down a thousand acres but nobody was hurt directly? Is that what we're saying? I'm going to carry if the so, analogy if, too far. If something but. is going to be burnt down, but you can do it in a controlled manner, that's probably better than leaving it to be uncontrolled. But you that's just, where the morality comes in, right? Like right. it, your choices matter for or against, right? So you took just you took direct action versus like let nature carry its course, right? Like if if you're out in the African savanna and you see a lion eating an, another animal, is it your job to intervene in a natural process like that? Are you evil for not intervening, or are you evil for intervening? You know, like. The, the forest fire is going to happen, right? If, if all of people get blinked out by Nicodemus or whatever, right? Then the, the forest fire will rage on and there is no morality there. That is just the wheels of the universe turning, right? But Marcone is like, I'm going to burn down that fire because it protects my property. Not because it might hurt the people inside. The people inside is a happy secondary effect to Marcone protecting his interests, which are money and power. That's where I think he's still evil. Even if he's comparatively a small evil compared to, like, I want to wipe out all people, he's still got evil motives. I think this whole discussion is why he's S-tier, why he's such an interesting villain. Right. I mean, I'd be okay with... You both both make good points. I'd be okay with A if we didn't want to go as high as S, but, uh, you know, I don't think he's lower than A. Sorry, director, but I'm going to call you out that your two other favorite characters are both clearly villains. So maybe you're just like blinded by the villains? fact They're that fairies. like... They're fairies. You've already decided that they don't have... <laughs> Leah and Mavra. Okay. 
Oh, they're okay, okay eating, eating people. They're on the wrong side of my eating people line. Okay. Oh, Marcone hasn't a villain, eaten a people. And she's great. So. And why isn't she on this list, goddammit? Because um, I didn't think about it, and she wasn't on the other list. So okay. I'm sorry. This list is imperfect, like I am imperfect, but I'm not evil because first yeah, I seem to do no harm. <laughs> I mean, I'll. You can put him wherever. I just don't think he's a villain. <laughs> I'm just not going to be. <laughs> and I think he's in it. the wrong category. Should Should we do that next episode? Should we be like villains who aren't, and then let's hear director try to morally justify Mark? Well, Hogan. as local Wolfie points out, this is a villains list, and Butters isn't on it, so somebody's oh, got there. Give me a break. So, Butters then, only hurts. And then from the chat. already dead bodies. So, yeah. <laughs> bam. So you're out of here. If they're already dead, is it okay? Yes. All right. Does that bring up the list that yes. EG had a couple? Yes, <laughs> yes it does. Where's yes, it out. does. I'm out. I'm gonna hang up right now. So I'm gonna go find that it. link again, post it in YouTube chat. All right. So for the three of us that are okay with Marcone being treated as a villain, do we want to go S or A tier? It's okay, director. You can abstain from this part. So. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm okay with either. Um, because we're gonna probably oh. have to fight about Nicodemus because anybody wants to put him in S tier, I don't think is correct, but that's a fight for later. I think I, I think we're going with this, like firm S for me, but I mean, I can. I mean, I say A because of Nicodemus as a foil, right? So because anything that Nicodemus is, is not doing, S, so we can that's true. Anything Marcone is doing, Nicodemus is better at it and has been doing longer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it sure is, Richard. Yes, it it is. sure is because Ichi's gonna be wrong. So, you, so we don't think that he's S tier, or do we, Andreas? He does. You, I I don't care either way. So I literally don't care. He doesn't care, and you don't think he's okay. S tier. Well, so let's 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 get into this a second. So maybe we should just slide right into it since we're already half talking about it anyway. So did you say, Andreas? Did you say that Nicodemus is not S tier? Yep. So how the fuck? Is Marcone S tier, but Nicodemus isn't. Would you like to elaborate on that? Because I think Marcone is, is more interesting. Okay, why? I mean, you do have to bring arguments to this. You can't just make blanket statements like, you know, um, I don't know. It may, probably because we get to know him better, like, right? We, we don't see Nicodemus as often. Okay. Um, there is, there's these, he's definitely, you know, he's a bad guy. He does bad things, but we see these soft human moments from him, like... With the, the the shroud, okay. There's this there's this nuance to him. There's not as much nuance to Nicodemus. There's these couple nuances. Okay, so genuinely hurt when he has to kill his daughter, and that's that's uh, that definitely adds more to his character. He there is this whole subplot idea of that he thinks he is doing bad shit for the greater good. Maybe, but yeah. he is he is almost bordering other there are these things that drags it down so therefore he is not but if not for that he is almost a mustache twirling villain okay. <laughs> oh i'm and that's just not as interesting see i wouldn't i i feel the same i don't think he's s tier but my my argument's more about efficacy compared to marcon i think nicodemus is wildly overstated as a villain for his efficacy for being as old as he is and as effective as he supposedly is and yet he gets his ass handed to him every time we see him 
in the end. Because it's not his story. That's fine, but and, that doesn't mean think... you can't point to a single time where that's happened to Marcone. In the and he's been doing this for far less time. So if we're going comparatively, yeah, they both go up against Dresden. One of them uses him, plays him like a fiddle. The other one thinks he is and still ends up with the shit end of the stick each time. Shadow knocked him out. Yoink. Didn't work. So my my issue is the efficacy of Nicodemus is overstated in the way that it's not overstated for Mab, who's been doing it for less time, but is far more effective at everything she does. Mm. And, and I, I think some of your guys' arguments just to put this in there is you're talking about them as characters rather than them as villains. So like EG is much more focused on the efficacy of, of him as a villain. And I kind of understand that, but I mean, the two things that come to mind there for each of them is a for Marcone, he's not trying to do any of that stuff. He stays in, in his lane. He's not, you know, twirling his mustache and tying people to railroad tracks because that's bad for business. Whereas like Nicodemus is absolutely going for the apocalypse plot. There isn't really a middle ground there. Like I guess Enya kind of is the middle ground where it's like leveling Chicago, okay. You know, but there's not like, I partially re re released a plague. And I, I only killed millions of people, right? Like Marcone's stuff, or sorry, Nicodemus's stuff is like so over the top, he has to be stopped, right? Otherwise, you're changing the landscape of the world, you know, and, and therefore the story that way. Um, I mean, sure. So like, I, I kind of understand, but I feel like it, it's a necessary vehicle for the story to continue, you know? Well, I guess that, I mean, because it, it's, it's, the definition then of what we're going with for villain. If we're just talking about who's the most evil, then yeah, I mean Nicodemus is up there. He's ahead of Marcone easily. Sure. But if if we gotta include these other things about how they compare to Dresden, how they compare in the story, what their plans are, what their motivations are. I mean, if we're gonna be nuanced about it, then to me he still falls short compared to people like Marcone and Meb. And it's not that he's not interesting, but it's that right. no, no, I definitely seems, still think he's up there. Like, well, he seems to have to be the. Um, uh, it's like what people do with Hulk when they want to show how this guy's coming along, and they not you know, and he's always the one that gets knocked out as warfed. a result. Yeah, he gets warfed so that yeah, you know that's how the, that's the expression because yeah. I didn't yep. watch Star Trek. Nicodemus is yeah. warfed to me uh, in a lot sure. of in a lot of aspects. So it's not that. You know, villain as his character, as what he is and by his nature, yeah, sure, S tier. But as all the rest of it, it drags him down to me. Hmm. See, and I, I mean, yeah, I guess some of my arguments don't actually exist yet. So it's all kind of speculation. But I think we're going to see that more nuanced human form the next time we see him. But I, I, think uh, like, we're going there. I, I will... I will be wildly disappointed if he's back in the saddle being evil again the next time we see him. Well, I, I mean, that's the other thing. The yeah. next time we're going to see him again is probably when they're, what, hatting up together to essentially be frenemies. Right. It's, so, it's like yeah, BAT territory, right? It's pretty, or unless because he's had to add some more books that might, if he wants to stick to his pattern, he might have to make up another Denarian story that's pre BAT. But we'll see. Well, yeah, book twelve. Well, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the only way he could ascend to being more evil is if, like, him and Dresden are in the room with the architect in the second Matrix, and you know, he goes, <laughs> he goes to one door to save, you know, Murphy's soul, and he goes to the destruction of Zion. You know, right? That's, that's the only way that's really going to bump him up anymore. That's funny. Yeah, sick reference, bro. Okay, so what? We're we're okay with A tier, but not S tier. 
I'm okay I with A. I, I think Macron is a better villain. Like that. He's yes, below Macron. I think. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm happy that argument him, has been made. I'm, a, I'm happy to put him in A tier. I mean, I if I was doing it, it would be probably top of the B, but I, I can live with him in A. It's not really. I don't. I, I understand the well, arguments for him. It's just. And then you make some very good points as well, EG, about his efficacy. If we take uh, you take that into consideration as well, right? And then you know to to call out the convention we have adopted as well. You know, Marcone is A plus, and you know Nicodemus mm -hmm. is A. So, okay, Marcone for character reasons and a few other things. Like, I mean, one thing you could make an argument for would be which of those two is going to be still standing by the end. I don't think Nicodemus is getting a, a redemption arc. It's possible, but I think Nicodemus is going to find himself in a smoking crater somewhere, mm -hmm. possibly at Marcone's doing. But I'm I'm pretty sure Marcone's going to survive the story, you know, in, unless we get some weird kind of you know sacrifice play. But he just doesn't seem like the guy to be making that, right? So, just to just to carry some other thoughts that I was having, but. We'll go with that for now, and I mean, maybe we'll readjust, because right now, if that's where we're at, I'm not feeling an S-tier, but, you know. Well, there might not we'll, be one. Yeah, I don't think there's an S-tier here, at least, of the ones we have now. Well, so... Other than Johnny Macron, who's play strong. <laughs> yeah. So, Bianca... I, I liked grabbing this one because I think it was from the comics where she gets blasted by Dresden. I was like, <laughs> I could have grabbed all the the you know, sexy hotness from the show, but I, I I tried to steer just a little bit away from pulling in the show because let's not acknowledge it, but, uh, you know. So See? she gets blasted by a handkerchief, so, you know, I don't know. <laughs> so F tier? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, she's kind of dumb, but she is a little ominous. I feel like she got written like, dumb in Grave Peril. Like, I, I feel like she got done dirty because, like, she was okay as, like, a you know, maybe like a Marcone level-ish mm -hmm. type of thing in like Full Moon and, you know, like, you know, maybe it was only Stormfront where she shows up the first time or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then she just gets so like, you made me kill my handmaiden. And it's like, no. Well, that was that was right in yourself, Stormfront. She's, Bianca's never been impressive to me. Yeah. I mean, she can, be in, she can be in C tier because of what she like is the, the cutoff point for the next step, you know, the, the, the starting of the war and how she's used in that respect and how she sets and it up that way, but I was, I was kind of thinking thinking C, but the more I think about it, I'm kind of just thinking D above Victor. Right. I mean, I I, because she C a lot of a party. I mean, it's so important. And then, like, she did manage to get Mavra to help her. She did manage to have Cal and Kamori there for some reason, doing some whatever. It was I don't know if she was actually manipulating idea. with Lara or Leah, but just like I was going to say that also. One wonders, though, the party, yes, she facilitated it, but how much of that was actually Cowl, you know, because with the Athame and everything, we know they're the ones that infect Leia. Were they really the ones behind the party, or did they just use it as a vehicle to then launch all the good stuff? Right. right. But she did have that connection with Mavra. She was learning sorcery, I think, from Mavra, they said, and so... Uh -huh. I mean, it could I have think... just been a gift, like, plopped in her lap, and she just accepted right. and moved on. Mm -hmm. um, but if she min actually worked her way into that position, that's interesting. I guess we just don't even know. But she's kind of no, we have right. no idea. To me, to me, the problem with Bianca's character is she is the prime candidate for tell, don't show. 
because mm. she's got she's got control of parts of Chicago. She and Marcone are involved in this, you know, stalemate until Victor Sells comes along and all of this other stuff. She's this powerful vampire sorceress, and she's hatched all these machinations that we barely see any of, even in Grave Peril, because there there seems to be quite a few other older and more powerful people pulling her strings one way or another, right? Um, so it's hard to say, like, did she maneuver those in or is she the result of those manipulations, right? And a part of it is we get told how scary and powerful she is and how she's going to be a new vampire lord, but we never really get to see it because Dresden kicks her ass with a napkin, yeah. which is, I mean, I'm good with it, right? Like that, I think that was a fascinating add to fantasy in general. And they, you know, they bring it up with the whole Susan thing after Grave Peril and whatever, right? Um, but she did give him the gravestone, which was probably the most interesting thing she ever did. The the most lasting thing, yeah, yeah. her contribution. Well, that and the vampire war, I guess let's, you know, credit where it's due. Yeah, but even that, it's yeah. like, so, you know, <laughs> most of that seems like it was um, forces Ortega. behind the scenes because, you know, she's was sired by Ortega, who didn't really want to do it yet. He was happy True. to do it, but like 20 years down the line, not that night. Right. So... Yeah, I don't, I don't see her as anything more. I mean, from the very beginning, she's like wanting to rip his throat out for killing some random chick. It's like, right. why do you care? Right. And why don't you even listen to him? I mean, you're just like, nope, kill the wizard. Right. Yeah, that was that was the other thing too. Like, yeah, like he he tried to treat you with some respect, and then you just were like, murder, death, kill. So yeah, I was gonna say, really, the the reds. I mean, I, I know why people like the Ebes, even though they kind of just, meh, to me. Um, but other than Ortega, none of them really seem, the Red King is kind of, Ariana is Dresden's easiest victory by far in the entire <laughs> series. She just got curb stomped. Right. And, um, you know, the, uh, what, the, who are the ones in this one? Kyle and Kelly are like, I mean, they're just the yeah, Ebes, but a little less crazy. Hands off the <laughs> if that's possible. God. Yeah. So. Right. So C or D plus? I, think I D honestly am okay with either. <laughs> I think we've talked her down to D. That's fine. Put her okay. in D. Sorry, Victor. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yay, spacing. Okay. Lord Wraith, because I'm doing a this semi. <laughs> D. <laughs> Yeah, talk really, about mustache twirling with no redeeming interesting qualities, and even no, less no, in, incapable. No, he is—he's the kind of person that, like, maybe if we got a Margaret series here. one day, but he'd be interesting. But now he's—he's he's no higher than D. I would happily put him in F. I—I I, I actually don't care. He's—he's he's useless. He's a little bit more interesting in in terms of. I don't know, effects or position or whatever it is that he's doing with mm -hmm. his library and that Lara has or anything. It's just, yeah, you're going to have to give up on that. Butcher doesn't remember. I'm not giving up on that. Yeah. <laughs> but, that library's dead. Yep. For, sorry. Mark Cohen burned it to the ground for his own interests. How it's there. It's like heartbreak, but. How long was he suffering from the curse and he never managed to kill Thomas? I mean, I know he has to do it through Cat's Claw, but he <laughs> never managed to do he it. He was busy wallowing in self pity for like 20 years, man. Give him a break. Longer than so. that. Harry was almost 30 by that point, I think. It's just yeah. like just, okay, 30 years. <laughs> but it, it just didn't accomplish anything. So he can't be seen doing it. 
fine. No, he's, he's definitely like tool. Bianca, where it's like, oh, he's so great, and he can he can kill a, a woman with like a kiss, and and he's you know uber powerful. But no, he's he's yeah, useless. he's another tell don't show. And I mean, part of that is because he he was already yeah he was already sealed by the curse uh, by then. Yeah. You know, so he didn't have his power, right? And he didn't even know so. that Harry and Thomas were brothers. Like, even though he must have had the intel on who Harry's mother was, the same that Lara had, he had to rely on the video in the room when they were finally like, did the soul gaze to each other. He just never looked. Yeah, we can turn I almost want to put him below the other guys, but I still think there's more to him than those two also right. D tier. Maybe they should just be E tier, F tier. <laughs> Maybe. We we can always we can always reassess towards the end if we make it that far. So, because um, we got twenty minutes to go through four others. So, well, corpse taker. I, I was gonna say one of these doesn't rate as far as I'm concerned. Corpse taker is to me. Yeah, you yeah. can put it. You can put her in C, but I don't. I'm never. I've never been impressed with anything. She has. I was actually thinking she's definitely. She's such an average, meh. Not mm. exactly incompetent. Not exactly anything. Just kind of. She's just. She's just a villain. Yeah, she was enough she, to kill Lucio. Fun and interesting, as well as being. Yeah, but even that like, didn't stick. <laughs> I don't know. I always thought she was fun to have around, even though like she's not nearly as scary as Cal or anyone else. She she was just kind of that average, but she was an interesting average in my opinion. Well yeah, I mean out of the three groups, she was easily the most <laughs> You are you are the okayest villain. Thank you, Corpse Taker. <laughs> yeah, so like, two Gravain, books. <laughs> Gravain and Cal were the ones with meat and Corpse Taker is like, okay, you're there. Yeah, yeah. she she yells at Snake Boy. That that's you, her You can have a participation so. trophy. You you're yeah. there. So see, she's, she's good. better than the Corpse Taker. Tier, but Yay for average. I guess yeah. she got some things done. She did. Um, yeah, she did lead to Lucio's temporary death slash new body. So there's that. It's more than Wraith ever did. Yep. Yeah. She, now, yeah. She took away their ability to yeah. make swords. So. Yeah. So there, there you go. Good Good for you. You get a, you get a, you get a hair tussle. Corpse sticker. It was a very good moment leading up to killing Lucio's body. So like she, she did accomplish it. It was very fun and riveting. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And it, it set up the greatest couple in Dresden history, according to one person. So hell yeah! There you go. You're you're squarely in the C tier for villains. Congratulations. Actually, that should bump her down because that's a very good thing that she did. I just like the wholesomeness <laughs> and happiness they actually had together. Okay. You mean the fake, the good. fakeness, the absolute, yeah, and other yeah, not that's unfortunate. It's, it's unfortunate that she was totally mind whammy. It's unfortunate no that control. you were mind controlled into loving me. However, yeah. it was nice, wasn't it? So, Andreas, I'm going to introduce you to this very important and powerful word these days called consent. Because once that's <laughs> violated, everything is creepy and gross, no matter how cute it is. Okay, so like, <laughs> I still like their relationship. I mean, I'm not. I'm, I'm acknowledging all these things. I just, I like the way they were together. That then it was it was based on a, a bad the thing. And, is, yeah, I get it. That's irrelevant because of the lack of her actual active consent. So, I mean, yeah, it was super cute until you realize the puppet strings making it weird and creepy. And you, there is no, well, other than that, you know, that's like, you know, 
Mar Marcon and Demeter are sure. super cute together one on that pile of bodies. So once you get past the pile of bodies, it's actually kind of mm -hmm. cute. But then, no. then again, there are people <laughs> who are championing fucking Molly, which is way, way, way worse. Not really. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm not. No, I mean, I get it. Like he's known her since. You know, she was a child. You can yeah, make the argument that some grooming could be involved there. That would make it gross and weird, right? But she is a consenting adult, and he has ignored her advances in every way. Um, you so know, relationship so to your list next. I'm not. And we know there wasn't. No, anything. Jesus Christ, no. So, <laughs> so we could. Play um, the I think we Dan need to do this just because of that. Yeah. No, but uh, yeah, no. I mean, I yes, I think. I don't agree with the Molly shippers either, but I don't think it's nearly as weird and bad as the Lucio stuff because Lucio was literally like mind controlled into it. So trying not to use the R word so we don't get canceled, but that I think some arguments could be made there um, for, for a complete lack of consent, you know, like, whereas Molly's consent comes from a twisted weirdness. Fine. We can make that argument, but that's not nearly as gross as actually being mind manipulated for it. So in you know the current lens and climate so yeah, um yeah now she's free from mind control mail, i'm just saying they should give it a go they can't because she'll never know right that was part of the the argument in the books like she might have had legitimate feelings but they'll never know well so. they kind of did say that it probably wouldn't have worked if she wasn't already kind of leaning that way even though she was in a younger body and that made her more susceptible to something more powerful but it was probably building on a real attraction and right. it would have possibly have happened. It's just um, the fact that there was a push at all is what the breaking point was for her, even if it wasn't that big of a push. Right. Well, and, and I personally don't think so. Right. Because they're, they weren't running in the same circles. She's, you know, more than a hundred years, his senior, and she's actually would have been his senior as, you know, senior warden, even once he was inducted. So, I personally think she's duty bound enough that she might have had some physical or personality attraction there, and that would have been the foundation, but never would it have gone anywhere else than that necessarily, you know. Um, but that would have been the foundation for the push, in my opinion, anyway. But well, it's also, I mean, if we're going to argue the consent thing, you know, how much consent did she ever really have being put back into a body where now she's feeling emotions that she hasn't had to deal with for a century? You know, she says it herself. I, you know, I haven't had my period in however long and, and feeling attraction and stuff like this. It's like, you know, you could argue that in and of itself is already enough of a a, a mind fuck. You know, loose term. That's, yeah, that's an episode topic unto itself probably because you know, giving giving into your biological urges would qualify as consent in my eyes, even though you got thrust into the body. That was the problem, certainly. But, you know, who who wouldn't be in a situation where it's like, OK, you go, you know, into a body 10 or 20 years, your junior, in her case, 150 years, your junior or whatever. And, you know, get get to go again through youth and love and loss and all of that stuff like that. To me, that doesn't necessarily butt up against anything in consent. She's just back in time and ready to go, you know? So anyway, this is getting weird and I'm going to get canceled. So Cowl, um, <clears throat> anybody want to open up? 
Do we hear S plus plus? No, because I'm. No. I mean, uh, he's yeah. around. I'm, I think I'm, he's. I think he's solidly B. I wouldn't argue if people really? wanted to put him in A, but I think he's somewhere towards low A or high B with room to grow. Yeah, that's the thing. He's he's very much like he's he's the kind of person that laid all this groundwork, and you can see his fingerprints everywhere. But him himself, we don't get. We haven't seen too... him as much. As like. Yeah. And okay. well, it's also a matter of I mean, which which level of villain are we going with here? Because he's much more in the, you know, uh, I'm doing evil things for a good cause in his mind, or at least has been presented. Well, Kamori says that he never really said anything about that. I no, he, I mean he does the whole, in. you know, am I mad? You know, if I were mad, right, which I is the difference, kind of you know, fun, but that's not necessarily like she presented that they're trying to stop death. Right, but he's mm -hmm. also working with outsiders and and whatever uh, is happening in White Knight. It's whatever he's doing is very strange. Yeah, the the talking about stopping death and working with outsiders twigged my Caecilius from Doctor Strange. You know, the whole like, oh, I'm gonna work with Dormammu because he will stop death by eating everybody for all of eternity. Like, you know, so that kind of put Cal very much in the twisted caricature type of thing but i mean we could talk about his efficacy compared to nicodemus like he gets shut down every step of the way as well but he's still out there doing evil shit that we don't know has paid off yet and we um, don't know entirely what his motives are for any of those small steps we, so we see that he has basically started like victor cells or the the denton and fbi or, or he was there in bianca's party and he was doing those things but for what actual purpose was right. it to try to cause chaos? Was it try to pervert them? Was it try essentially to build up Harry as the guy who's going to defeat it? And then Harry is going to have to be the one to do something else bigger. There's this question of what is his grand design? We don't know yet. We do know that he has a puppy. Right. Yeah, he's, he stole a puppy. And it's important to know he wasn't just like running around planting those things with no discernible end goal, which I mean, that statement's true. But he was straight up infecting them, right? You know, that that was kind of the assumption was that, you know, like the FBI agents were infected by something, you I know, think like every with nemesis, the nemesis being very difficult to do, like what they did to Cap Smith or something. But it, I think it was more just the black magic addiction itself. It could be, but I thought I thought it, like when when he kind of realizes like somebody's been pulling the strings, I thought they basically like tied those two concepts together when we got nemesis right like lily his conversation yeah but but it's lily so that was it, right. there's, was always there's a reason why i didn't include her even though she was on you know Lost yeah see a lot of the too. a lot of the cowl stuff <laughs> i think falls is is even more of a when we come to nemesis who i assume will be next is a lot of it is like you know it's out there it's doing its thing we sort of know better with nemesis what its end goal is its end goal is the end you know just right and it too on screen sort of gets um beaten at every turn in the same way nicodemus does but it also feels like it costs a lot more to do it mm. um and it takes a lot more it, like there seems to be genuine gains that it gets as opposed to you know uh, cowl or nicodemus seem to have more obviously gotten they get black they get 
go ahead. Yeah, they get stalemated more, right? They get basically returned to start, whereas Nemesis seems to gain some ground, or at least the good guys seem to lose. Well, I could, I could, um, I could see even the argument that they've both lost ground. I mean, Cowell's basically an incomplete person now, and Nicodemus's entire enterprise and daughter are taken from him. So, sure, I, I, I would even argue they've lost ground comparatively. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. We, yeah, I was just thinking because like Nemesis, for example, it's like you got Summer Night. So yeah, you stopped Nemesis, but basically you took out uh, Aurora, you know, then you do the same thing. But this time you lose Maeve and Lily, you know, um, even even losing Justine isn't necessarily a big deal in the scheme of the universe. But it's certainly a big deal for Team Dresden because we lost Justine and Thomas, which you well, know, Thomas yeah. has been his ally since he found out, you know. And the big benefit so. that Nemesis gets that the other two don't get is Nemesis is, for all intents and purposes, eternal. It will just right. keep coming until it finally does. The others don't have the same kind of time mm -hmm. on their side. Yeah. Well, this this rotated to a Nemesis conversation, but for Cowell then, you know, he almost killed Harry, except they cheated, I guess. I don't know. Like... Or, or no, I guess that was Corpse Taker's minion, right? It was the one that stabbed him with the shuriken. So, but, um, but we're saying as far as efficacy goes, you guys would rate him as low as a B. I, I'm okay with B or a, you know, high B, low A. I don't, I, I can be. I'm, I agree, a high B, low A for well, there's efficacy reason. There's, there's depth. I think that the, the overall. Mode, character motivation and 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 identity reveal will like make him skyrocket or plummet, probably skyrocket. Well, if he turns out to be Justin, then he goes to F tier because fuck that shit. Yeah, no, I I don't imagine, but director. No, but it's it's what the it's what the author would do. Yeah, right. Like, Carol is such a giant question mark, but it's it's easy look through the series to try to attribute things to him to make him more powerful and interesting like uh, the battle of sicily and all of the outsiders that have happened or like in proven guilty the uh, uh, junior camp was being attacked by outsiders and so we want to assume that that was cowl but we can't prove it and so he's like who the fuck knows we don't know that he was there we did see him in white knight for like 30 seconds that's it so i mean right. a high b low a makes sense to me just because we can't really evaluate i mean yeah it might be academic but i'm gonna put him i'll put him all the way on the bottom but i'm gonna put him on a especially because he has unrealized potential which justin demorne hopefully does not have because he's dead dead so <laughs> he, he, he you know, did. right but i i mean yeah we can we can quibble about you know about some of this but you know uh, that's my push. If everybody's not, I agree you know, with it. Violently it's disagreeing there. It's where I agree. So, so, so then Nemesis, because Nemesis seems to be one of the more effectual villains, like outright. You know, if high, if Cal high is, efficacy, yeah, high impact, very little personality or depth so far that I actually care about. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure that care that like I care about that in this case though, right? Like, I mean, I guess Nemesis is like. So I was gonna say like Cowl is Dark Lord, right? What is his motivation? He's the Dark Lord. Like he doesn't he doesn't need to have character. He this is Voldemort, kids. This is the 
you know, the Nazgul, this is, you know, Sauron or whatever. He's evil. That's his motivation, right? So I, it's not quite mustache twirly in the sense that he's like got a bus full of orphans over here and your girlfriend over there. But well, we don't know if he has know, a mustache yet. We need to see his face. Right, right. D- Petrovich probably had a all, mustache. All of he's those probably got a really pre- cool goatee, honestly. Yeah, right. You know? Sauron is a terrible villain, by the way. He would be an F tier. Sorry, what? <laughs> I just I don't feel the shit about the the evil dark lords. You don't have to don't, though. Yeah. That's not that's not necessarily like I get it. You know, Marcone is a way cooler character. He's a way cooler villain because because we're having these conversations. Whereas you wouldn't necessarily do that with Sauron. But I think anybody who starts like two world wars and almost wins both of them, I think he gets a little bit more credit. Like he has reshaped that world, and you know, like I mean. We can have an argument, but not today. So you know, by that well, metric, that's, that that's you, where I was. You proposed there, then he's S tier. Right, he's the only one. That's where I was going to get to. Is like Nemesis is elemental evil, <laughs> in a sense, right? It's it's like black goo evil, right? And that's where I was saying like Cowl is the Dark Lord, and Nemesis is like elemental evil. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, plus it's widespread right. to the In point where it's been from the first book, even when we didn't know it. Um, right. Like kind of like the Black Council, you know, as an entity, right? Like when you find out, oh, shit, there really are these guys moving in a, a unified direction. There and, is like a and even they know, seem to be more or less a plan of Nemesis or at least in cahoots with it to the point where they're probably like a Denarian where they think they're steering the ship, but they're really not. Right. Right. And there's something really disturbing about Nemesis being able to change the rules of reality when Harry realizes that Maze can lie. It's uh-huh. just that when the, the rug is pulled out from under you like that, it's just disturbing. You can go S2, otherwise we won't have one today. Maybe. I don't know. I shouldn't <laughs> I mean, say we that. Don't need one. I would be happy to put it there. We don't we don't have to do it just to do it. But yeah. I, it's it's the only one I think that I could see myself saying yeah right and and i mean again like i mean efficacy sure characterizations no sure right like identifying with nemesis as a character um but there's there's a myriad there's a myriad of challenges with that right like it's technically an alien intelligence right so like you know that's where you run what is it blue green morality where it's not necessarily evil it's morality just exists on an axis that we could not possibly comprehend right so you don't have you know black white you have i think i think it's called blue green i i'd have to i i dabbled it a little a little bit when i started adding elithids to my horror campaign because you know, it pulling some strings from Nemesis and things like that. You know, maybe Nemesis doesn't give a crap about humanity. It's stepping on us on a way to get back at the White God, to take out, you know, like the Dark Elves thing from, you know, Thor the Dark World. Like that was the cheesy bad way of handling it. But it was like, you know, we lived in a universe full of darkness and then you guys brought the light and ruined everything, you know, like nemesis is kind of that thing you know like my head canon for the cosmology is that the white god created a bubble and really just pissed off the outsiders right and that's the whole thing like if that wasn't there they wouldn't give a shit they were just primordial chaos right um so yeah like that could be the interesting parts without it necessarily being like you know personality so yeah the primal entropy i get that but 
I mean, I w- yeah, I would say S for f- efficacy, but, you know. See, the only thing I think with Nemesis is, while it is basically just like an evil um, black hole, it does seem to enjoy it. I mean, that conversation sure. it has through Justine, that seems to have... It seems to be an awareness there that it's not it's not just doing it to do it because it can't do anything else. It wants to do it. Mm. So it's not the strongest characterization, but it's it's something. Right. So Andreas, are you going to stick to F tier? <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm downloaded. So you can put him in F tier. I don't. I don't give a shit about someone level villains. I agree with you. Uh, efficacy, impact, S tier. Sure, but I. That's not what. That's not what makes interesting villains to me. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily about being interesting. I mean, we 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 could make the argument that if Nemesis is primordial evil, that it's not any more evil than a volcano is, right? So, you know, you could absolutely make that argument in the same way. When you when you do when you do those and you're probably more you're more an expert at than me, but when you do those alien uh, um, uh, what is it Lovecraftian kind of things, uh-huh. they have to be like completely foreign, unknowable, un, and un, 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 not understandable. And it, it, Nemesis, the little we have gotten is like it's, it doesn't even really fit into that because it's kind of right. a little too human. Well, it's, I mean, honestly, that All that is side. literally the hardest thing to write, right? You know, like, yeah. you know, the unknowable thing becomes more like, you know, uh, stuff like, you know, if you want to go Lovecraft, it's like the Mego are harvesting human brains. Why? Because fuck you. That's why nobody knows. You know, like that's what winds up as unknowable is that you just literally don't write down what their motivation is because creepy is their motivation you know whereas like nemesis kind of has a plan so you kind of get bogged down in the fact that like you're a human brain trying to come up with alien motivations and so you you do wind up in this you know that's where like blue green morality is i'm calling it and whatever else comes in where you know you just wind up trying to be just so out there and be like what would an alien perspective be um you know like it it's it's one of those just like nearly impossible creative processes right because it's like you can't think of what a thought process of not being human would be because you can't not think like a human you know we also only see them through the lens of being on earth or in a host and they have to play a little bit by the rules of the reality when they're in it to the point where they would have to have some sort of characterization it seems just to right be right yeah. I mean, not all of them. Things like the corner hounds don't, but they were, you know. But, the corner but even they could feel fear nemesis. and see Dresden for what he supposedly is, and you know, right. Which is certainly a badass moment, but also kind of takes away the alienness of the corner hounds a little bit and the unknowability. You're right. These talks are terrible. Book. I agree. It takes away. It takes away their unknowability because they feel fear, or. They're kind of supposed to be so foreign that they, 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 or again, you're more the expert than me, but like a fear is not an emotion that they don't have emotions. They're completely, they're alien. They're, they're completely un, unthinkable to us. They just are. They're completely, yeah, not related to us in any way. 
Yeah, I mean, I I disagree with some of that. I mean, some some of where the corner hounds get forced into a shape is that if they're being directed by another intelligence, whether that was Cowl or another caster or summoner, or if it was Nemesis directly, the we weren't seeing the corner hounds in their natural state. We were seeing the corner hounds with a mission that was given to them by a person. So that gave them shape, you know. Um, but you know, like, yeah, what, what a corner hounds look like playing in the primordial prairies where there aren't any corners and they don't do whatever, you know, like that would be more of an unknowable thing, but you know, yeah, fear is a human emotion, but it's also like the corner hounds are in my mind, predators, you know, by a sense. So predators feel feed off of that prey and predator interaction which usually involves fight or flight and fear so you know just because they feel fear about getting extinguished didn't necessarily like pull me back into the like oh that's way too human you know like so but as i said i maybe maybe i forgive it more just because it's exceedingly difficult to get to a point where you like you got to come like when you're presenting this in my mind, like you got to come at it where it's like, it's supposed to sound reasonable until you think about it for two seconds. And then you're like, wait, what? You know, so it's like, um, maybe so an example here, completely ridiculous, but drawing some parallels to like what I had done with it was Nemesis comes and Nemesis's entire plan is not to wipe out humanity. It's to wipe out the color blue. <laughs> and well, that Nemesis, like, look, all you have to do is join me. I'm not going to hurt anybody. I just want to wipe out the color blue. And you're like, okay, like the best that's... color. Absolutely not. Yeah. Right. Like why? Because it makes me angry. You know, I just, it's ridiculous in a sense, but you know, then you got to get some evil in there. Like it turns out like everybody's got blue, you know, we're all blue skinned. So that's not going to work. Is it, <laughs> you know, like, so anyway, the concept of blue has to go away, therefore all humans has to go away because we understand blue. Right. Or at least our understanding like, of blue wait, again after you hate go away. Blue? That's anti-American. We can't have that. You know, it would so. be like in the uh what was that book? The Giver, where they couldn't even see color anymore. Oh yeah. Right. Right. It would have to be like that. Okay. So I'm I'm gonna make a gambit here just to move the conversation on. I'm gonna put Nemesis in S tier, not necessarily because I think Nemesis is the best villain ever not because i think it's got a great personality but as much as anything we are talking about cowl's unrealized potential and this thing might wind up being cowl's boss in a weird way so mm -hmm. i'm gonna put it in s tier because it's the big villain of the story theoretically right now like pretty you know. much one of the three anyway well i mean that's the thing it two? is it's an outsider it's one of the big villains in the sense that they're it's... all this big collective thing it just oh. has more uh, that we know about it, in even with all we don't know about it. As Nemesis it has more we know about right. it, even more than the other walkers. So, right. well, and and we run the risk of like you know in future books, like does the sleeper awaken? Right. So now we've got to deal with not Cthulhu, um, who was not asleep in the Pacific, who was not you know like making any phone calls while they were sleeping for untold eons. But you know, like Nemesis isn't even necessarily the top rung. So like this this is caveated maybe that I think Nemesis is a bigger deal than Marcone, other than personality wise. I think Nemesis is a bigger deal than Nicodemus or Cowl easily. Um, but 
yeah, leaves some things to be desired. And we still have Azatoth out there pulling Nemesis's chain because like, you know, putting putting Nemesis as one of the walkers on a similar power level to Uriel, you know, the white god out there is more powerful than Uriel. We just haven't even gotten a glimpse of what the outsider's boss, if there is such a thing, looks like, you know, if that's going to be the sleeper or if it's, you know, just literally primordial chaos, because that's kind of what Azatoth and what the outside is supposed to represent. You know, there isn't an outsider boss. It is just the outside. It is the chaos itself is, you know, the only next entity or something. Who knows? But I've gone too deep now. So, but so Enya, D minus, just kidding. So. Well, she certainly doesn't belong in S just because she has a couple of moments of being an idiot. But other than that, <laughs> she's extremely scary. So right. I put her at top of A based on how everything's fallen out so far. I would probably, I have the same thing with her and Cowell. I can, I would skew towards top of B, but I could live with A. Um, because I also think she's, she didn't do all she could have. She was, and it's not that that's necessarily a bad thing. It makes her more human, quote unquote, for lack of a better word. So that's, you know, there's nothing wrong with villains fucking up. It's just a matter of, she's another thing that you'd think would know better, even even yeah. if she's got a personal grudge. She fucked up, but she was dumb about it, importantly, you know, like. Yeah, like it's, it, it's, not, lose, it's not like she, she was outsmarted. Room. She just. She, she could have stepped on everything and then, it, but stepped on all the wrong spots. Mm. Essentially. She didn't step on butters enough. That's, well, that's what yeah, you're mad about. That's so, yeah. Okay, it doesn't matter. She could have stepped on him 60 times and the plot would have saved him. His now plot I understand where the step him. on memes come from. So never mind. <clears throat> but I mean, yeah, so she's, she's another one where, I mean, they say even in the book, they're basically, they lampshaded almost. So it's like if she had just shut up and not announced herself. Right. <laughs> but she wanted to, cause she hates Mab. Okay, fine. You know, but like, why didn't she flatten the castle with everybody inside then go on a tear, you know? Really? So like well, any, any <laughs> number of things, it's, right. it's just, she was there to be, she was, I don't want to compare her to Bianca because she is more um, substantive than that. But in the same way that Bianca is kind of just there to facilitate the next step of the story, she's here to facilitate, oh, the curtain's coming down. So she's she's a little more of a plot device than she, and therefore she had to lose in the way she did. Yeah. Like, so all of that's there. I Her character was not necessarily overly impressive or anything like that to me, right? Um, mm -hmm. Her motivations were fairly one or two dimensional, you know, so not not necessarily anything going on there. But, but her efficacy, in my opinion, is so far overblown compared to anybody else in the story as well, that it's like, if we went by efficacy, then she probably would even potentially trump Nemesis as far as like screen time to action to property damage to how many gods she wiped out you know so it's it's one of those tricky things where it's like you know this is a three-dimensional axis we're playing with and and we we're going to put her in a two-dimensional list because she she wiped out four of our favorite you know minor deities uh and i mean i'd rate the earl king higher even though he was the weaker of the four but it's like you know not not counting the the two different times she almost got mab killed um you know or at least theoretically uh, we don't know how 
unstoppable force and immovable object work on that scale necessarily because she didn't kill those four either. Right, she didn't uh, kill any of them. So it's like, yeah, it's impressive right. what she did, but she also didn't finish the job. Right. You know, but she also leveled like most of downtown Chicago. So it's just like, you know, so efficacy like S plus plus, but you know, she died because she dumb and she's locked away now. And Not now she's died. basically a pawn. Yeah. Now well, she can yeah, come out again when they wake up Cthulhu and she can fight him. And that's what's... Well, yeah, like, I mean, I feel it would personally be more entertaining to have Faravax carry that burden, but Enya's definitely there as a power-up, right? You know, so... Um... <laughs> right, you know, like, bigger. she's the villain's wharf. You know, she she had to show up and be a badass just to show you how tiny she was for, compared to the real the real villains yeah. that you're going to fight, you know, like. Yeah, once the because there's going to be people that are going to start putting actual bodies in the ground, not just Murphy. And <laughs> she's the people we care about. Well, people that are substantive to the world here. and not just to the readers. Yeah. Mm. That's fair, you know, because like even even some of the relatively minor par powers that we care about, like there was no no lasting impact beyond, you know, wizards heal weird and fast, so you know probably listens to wind is going to be okay eventually, and you know yeah, all of that stuff. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, all the senior council members are probably going to. I mean, they didn't die on screen, so they're going to survive. That's just right. that's how it goes. Right. Um. No, you know, just a Reddit. Uh, uh, Ebenezer's going to get that hover enough. chair with Pike, and he's just going <laughs> to beep at Harry the rest of the, you know. So, beep, beep, beep. So. I'm still the Black Staff. I can still kick your ass. You know, beep. Yeah, I mean, she really she did an excellent <laughs> job with the red shirts. And fine, you want to call Murphy a yellow shirt, but okay. And right. she got Tasha Yard. It's fine. It's so, so uh, you know, in the end, it's her efficacy is also still somewhat yet to come because we we don't know how it's going to shake out entirely right. with you know the the masquerade falling quote unquote um right so you know she could still move up and down but she on on screen on paper she still could have done a great deal more which makes mm -hmm. it frustrating sure yeah so i mean so i'm i'm gonna pull andreas into this because of his unique perspective but on on the sauron voldemort scale where does where does nia fall she definitely has a lot more like to me she's a lot more interesting right she, she actually has okay. things she does these mistakes she she is she, i think she's like solid b okay See, I, I view her very much as Enchantress from the Terrible Suicide Squad movie. Like, that's how she was to me. Like, she wasn't doing goofy dancing, but she's still that same kind of, like, I am above it all, but, oh, let me do everything wrong. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she's and and she even had, you know, like, big blue sky beam from her eye. So she fits into the, she fits right. into the tropes. Okay. So where would you, you, where would you actually put her in comparison to everybody else? E.g., I, I I would lean towards B. I could live with the bottom of A, but I would lean towards B. Imagine being a thousand-year-old Titan and getting relegated to less than cowl, <laughs> or, or a fucking relegated gangster. to the bottom of the island by a bunch of monkeys, <laughs> right? After you you toppled these gods, you didn't kill them all, and then a, a 
an ape with a stick puts you underneath an island. I mean, and a crystal and a dagger. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Director. I would say top of eight because of all the damage that she did <laughs> and the amount of yeah. craziness that she like. It was insane seeing how much. Now, which I don't know. Her kicking Mab through walls was great. <laughs> and Certainly more and dramatic than anything the other guys have done. Yeah, and so just the the amount of stuff that she did is immense. She can't be an S because if any, if she had a few more brain cells, she would have been so much more effective. So that's sure. really holding her back. It's just like she did more damage than any of the rest of them. All right. So I agree with you. But I'm gonna betray you in this moment because something else occurred to me, right? Because comparing <laughs> comparing her to the rest of the A tier, right? Me too. Marcone literally was one of the two monkeys that brought her down, so she yep. can't rate better than that. Nope. But I I do agree with you outside of that little comment that popped into my head, being like, "Damn it!" <laughs> like because I mean, Marcone was literally there, basically helping bring her down. You know. Yes. I don't know, but Marcone is also smart enough not to go to a head-to-head fight with Mab. I sure. don't know. Like, you, yeah. you, because Marcone has the smart... If Marcone had Ethnius... God fucking damn it. Enya's ability... <laughs> <laughs> you could use her name just because Justin doesn't. No, no, it's pronounced Enya. It's yeah, I'm siding Enya. with her once again. Yeah, I'm the one that told him that. It's just that She it, went to school. Oh, well, so. then that's really stupid, and people need to get over pronunciation of things. That's not... It, I don't care if it's Enya. It's not Enya. Yes, it is. No, I refuse. I absolutely refuse. <laughs> we're, we'll 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 send you some Google links after this. So. Enya is a weird, like throat warbling singer. Not not this. So hey, you want to do me a f- favor and read this word? It's Sawin. And now tell me how it's actually pronounced. So you have you to know, like, the spelling. Yeah, really, you don't know how it's spelled. <laughs> like that. That's like your. Well, it could be everybody's you know, introduction to the, that language. Like it's so when I, you know, maybe yeah. I could do it offhand, but sometimes they throw weird e's in there for no reason. Oh, right. the e's aren't even the worst. Or in part. this case, a th. <laughs> so, oh, there's, there's tons of, of uh, basically consonant combinations that they just don't pronounce. And th being one of them. Or, or, that, yeah. or who knew that, that Elvish would be easier than Old Gaelic? <laughs> yeah, or or the fact that Mave is traditionally spelled like M D H, you know, like M E B D or M E B B. Or is that what it is? Yeah. In any case, there's not a V in it, so I was gonna say you know. once you start fusing two letters together <laughs> to the point where they look italicized, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> your, your language is silly, and it's a good thing we don't speak it anymore. I'm, I'm going to go with bottom of A, and I think as much as anything, because th- all the other guys in the A tier are still running around on their own recognizance. She's the one in a bottle somewhere. These other guys have potential. And yeah, in the bottle. No, at least you did it. I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> so, I yeah, I think as far as like damage she did in pages and words written, she's, you know, better than even Nemesis currently, but... Um, she certainly did more than Nicodemus so far. Yes, he's running around, but he's been damaged significantly. Well, I mean, not to reopen that wound, but, I mean, do we count over time? You know, what's his body count? Do we count... Right. Like She did the most concentrated damage, but also the quality of the damage was such that we've already gone over it, where she, she didn't, right. as far as the world is concerned, kill anyone of importance. 
Well, yeah, I mean, let's let's be po possibly cruel here, but Nicodemus might have done more even a, well. It's hard, but I'm gonna open. I'm gonna open up. I'm gonna open up all the the kumbaya and everything. Nicodemus did more by killing Shiro potentially than then, well, I mean, everybody's mad at Rudy, but Enya didn't do it. She just helped contribute to the... Correct. You know, yeah. So, yeah. So Now I've got to go meditate on which one of those... It's quantity one, versus but... quality. She did a lot of damage, but does it... I mean, it matters to progress the plot, but does right. it really... In Insofar as the, the actual beans themselves? Not really. And, and worst of all... <laughs> She made Butters valorous, so you know she actually gave. Well, Butters yeah, anything that gives Butters more screen time is automatically a fail. So. Right? See, I, I knew I'd get you with that one. So. It's not hard. <laughs> Mention his name. Whoever we're talking about in comparison either goes up or down. Are Are we unhappy with this list? Like, grossly unhappy? Well, Andreas is, but yeah. I'm not. I, this is yeah. perfectly no, I'm, I'm meh, a bit unhappy. acceptable for me. This is the okayest Dresden tier list. This is the corpse taker of Dresden villains list. Yeah. <laughs> I feel, we, I feel like we should add some more villains to it uh, for maybe for next yeah. episode. Yeah, I mean, clearly, so part part of the like trying to get it to ten was because I wasn't sure we'd have enough time in an hour. Guess what? We went <laughs> twenty minutes shock. over. So, you know, if I knew if we did twenty, there's no freaking way, and we're gonna wind up with two or three episodes. So, wrong with that? You know. Well, you know. Well, I think a lot of because a lot of the other one, the only one I can see on here that would have warranted more of a discussion, or that's not on here, probably would have been Shag Nasty, because that would have sure. also exactly. that would have also played a lot into the the nature of his evil versus what he actually is versus what he wants. But a lot of the others are, you know, I mean, if you had bumped off Bianca to put him on, that would have been fine. But other than that, sure. everybody else is like a, a nemesis plot or somebody else or useless. You know, Ariana, Aristides, these people don't belong on this list for any. The Red right. King, he's he's as much, he's as big of a, he is like king plot device even more than not any. <laughs> right. right. And that's, I mean, that was some of the challenge. Like I, I tried to grab, you know, villains per book, you know, like Kravos doesn't make the list, even though he's technically his own thing, but he's still kind of being yanked around by like, or at least manipulated or capitalized on by Bianca and stuff like that. You've got, you know, you've got some of the others, but some of those are also two-dimensional. I mean, like, you know, uh, um, Dracul isn't necessarily like, I mean, talk about well, he's mustache -tier, but he's S tier for cool. He's not S tier for any other reason. Right. Yeah. But, but he's also like, you know, what is his thing? Well, he eats people and that's bad. You know, and it's like allegedly, what a villain. you know, yeah, like right. We we've haven't been, even we've seen been throwing a lot this episode, but we have not yet really hammered home whether or not that's actually bad. Right. Well, for my for my for my tier list, it is, but yeah. So depends on the person you're eating. If they if eat Ramirez, consenting... good job. Yeah. If they eat butters, better job. If they eat Sonya, bad job. You go on the shit list. <laughs> Really, Sonya? Okay, I mean, I like me Sonya, but okay. Sonya. Anyway, maybe that's what we should do. We should rate the Scoobies next to like, you know, Harry, Harry's, uh, you know, allies and whatever, and like which ones are the most effective allies? Butters is going to be up there, man. I'm sorry. He's so, effective. You no, know, yeah. 
Yeah, but he's effective because the fans like him. That's not he's not effective based on his own anything. But he okay. is effective. <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> oh man, I'm getting You are without a doubt yeah. the worst sidekick I have ever seen. Uh, you have seen me or heard of me. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we'll probably we'll do something more akin to this, or if we're going to switch to allies or villains continuing. Yeah, villains part more. two. Yeah. I mean, right. what's man? I yeah, I know. I didn't think of her in the moment. I didn't have time to go through all fifteen books and you know sort out which one of them are pawns versus you know like whatever. But yeah, I, I, there's certainly room for a couple more. So if we if we come up with a couple more for an hour, how about that? So no, we can do that. We got to sure sure stretch this out so we get a book announcement. So we'll be doing tier lists for the rest of our lives. <laughs> Very possibly for, for at least for at least the next six plus months. So. Well, let's see right. this. So we go back to gears, guns, gadgets, and that is never happening again. Okay. Gears, 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 gears. <laughs> and what are we talking about next week again? Uh, well, uh, we we may have to we may morality. have to talk about that. Uh, okay. We're talking about undecided. Join us well, next week. I thought we it was some form of morality argument. So okay. Yeah.